I'm still flabbergasted. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, I can't believe I I'm trying to get. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie, midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. I don't feel good about this. This was too easy. We got it back, though. We didn't have to lose our black card. I know. That's, that's the main thing I for me, look, though. I had to help y'all out. I couldn't just. I would, yeah, I know. I wish you would have gave us another shot at it, though, that wasn't look, so Look, I'll tell you what. You, the rest of, I'll play the rest of the things throughout the show, and no. you can tell me if you would have gotten it from any of them. Yeah, I will admit the See, James. somebody said ATL. That's what I was thinking when we played TI. I was going to go with a lot. Yeah, I was going to actually go with um, Hustle and Flow. I was going to throw out there one time. Oh, yeah. Just because uh, I, I was thinking about movies for the culture. But that would have been, that would have been, they would have had to play a Luda mm. song first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think about movies. But no, that was good. Shaft, that's good. good so good. this is in this, the 2019 Shaft. Yes, because it's been remade. That's so, the sun. so there is a the 1971 the Shaft. Yeah. And then in 2000 is The Sun. Samuel L. Jackson yeah. is originally John Shaft's son. He's John Shaft II. So that's and the And then in 2019 yeah. is J- John Shaft Jr. Yeah. That he didn't know he had a baby. Yes. yes. Yeah. I and saw that one. one but it's a, yeah. it's a pretty decent soundtrack. It came out uh, this day in 2019. Okay. There you go. Midweek movie music. That's when Patrick the Idionaire takes songs from a soundtrack based on the songs that are played. These selections, Harge and I, are supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of Midweek movie music. And yes, Shaft today. Good job, though. Good job. Good job. You got us I mean, perplexed. When you go yeah. James yeah. Brown to Ti to Isaac Hayes. It's not oh, bad. And then man. there's some other good ones on there. Uh, yeah, I just, I just, I kept thinking, trying to think what, cool. <laughs> what movie soundtrack could have had Ti and James Brown. And you're right. This is probably the only one that's <laughs> had them both on there. T.I. and James Brown. And it makes sense. It does. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. And this is from the from the latest shaft? The 2019 The shaft. latest shaft, yeah. Okay. With there three generations of shafts. I like three it. Three generations of shafts. No. I mean, I've seen all the shafts. So have I. I've seen all the Shut your mouth. Hey, we're just talking about Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, no, that is. That's good stuff, Patrick. We appreciate that. As always, the idea in there, keeping us on our toes. And, yes, Harge and I both get to uh, keep our black card. Black card is active. It's still, it ain't the platinum one, though. Yeah, I think Patrick didn't want us to lose our black card. Because if we didn't get it with the next hint, then we were, it was, we were probably going to get that text. Like he said, I want to see what the next car, I mean, mm. next song would be. Yeah. Well, now we'll see what that would have done for us. I mean, us. you've got four more songs that'll play, and I'm not sure any one of them would have given it to you. Yeah. So you'll be able to tell and go like, okay, yeah, no, I remember this. Uh, no, Chan, we did not lose the cards because Patrick gave us a softball uh, clue. Look, I'm, I'm going on vacation we, next we week, and shaft. I wanted to make sure that yes. I, then you weren't without them without me here. <laughs> I didn't want you to. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd be the reason. We, yeah. know, we don't have the black cards. Yeah, so uh, thanks, my man, Patrick. We appreciate him, man. Good stuff there. Uh, all right, so uh, Shaft is the uh, featured film for Midweek Movie Music. Harge, what you got coming up on Harge Knock Life? We got our man Amir Lancaster. He's a reality star, but he's also a Premier Sevens rugby participant this weekend. He plays rugby, and we know 
that rugby is happening at Q2 Stadium this Saturday, and we want to make sure that we get him on to talk a little bit about what's going on at Q2 Stadium this weekend. I uh, love that. All right, so that's coming up at 4.30. We'll get back to the conversation about the leaks, the reports, the rumors about the 2024 SEC schedule release uh, and where Texas stands. We'll get to that coming up in the top of the 5 o'clock. Uh, we'll also uh, get back to reflecting on uh, what I thought was an interesting uh, conversation uh, that Bob Ballou started on uh, his segment last night talking about the Texas uh, baseball team and their the manner in which they lost uh, that game to Stanford in game three of the Super Regional. So we'll get back to that in the five o'clock. So we'll go behind the burnt orange curtain talk about future scheduling for Texas and also for Texas and them. There's a, a report coming out of Horns 24-7 and from ESPN that give us a little bit of uh, clarity, some clues as to who is going mm-hmm. to be on the schedule for Texas in 2024. All right, so uh, first let's get to some of these uh, training camp, not training camp mini camp i should say uh, i really am ready for training camp but there's mini camp tidbits and one of them actually i see on tv right now from uh diana russini i was going to get to it as well it's about uh deandre hopkins because he's uh making the rounds he's visited well one team but he's going to visit two he's going to visit the patriots today or is visiting the patriots today and tomorrow but diana russini is saying for those who have raised concerns about the Patriots offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien and Hopkins' past relationship in Houston. Sources have shared there's no animosity at all. No ill will. I don't believe How you. How bad is Arizona? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Must be pretty bad. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sitting there. No I, don't, I don't believe that. You don't believe it? I don't believe that no, at and all. I, I don't believe that Bill O'Brien is a changed man who is suddenly going to be okay with the with DeAndre Hopkins doing whatever he wants. Well, this is uh, someone without the uh, influence of Jack used to be. Remember, Bill O'Brien was considered to be a, a decent, at least head coach, before he was corrupted by uh, too much power given to him and responsibility by the Texans organization, by the way. Power corruption, absolute power corrupts absolutely. That was part of his overall corruption. And then falling hook, line, and sinker for mm-hmm. just a charlatan. And Jack Easterby, just a snake oil salesman. Then you couldn't see past it, and then by the way, the ownership couldn't see past it either because from from all the reports, he was the, one of the top decision makers in the organization mm-hmm. for years. But yeah, Bill O'Brien was listening to that guy, and you know, I think he was led astray, run amok, and hoodwinked, I think, <laughs> right? And, and now without him being under you know Bill Belichick, maybe we get a different Bill O'Brien. He was always they called him Teapot. Because he'd blow his lid all the damn time. So yep. still going to get some of that. But eh, I don't think he'll be as bad. I don't think he'll be as corrupted by the power now that he's in a offensive coordinator position and there is more checks and balances with the Patriots organization. But I'm not saying that it's the report's not BS. But I'm just saying that Bill O'Brien could be he, – he won't be as bad as he was with the Texans. Right. He'll be better than that. Yeah, I could believe it was more Bill Belichick saying, no, that won't be a problem. Could, exactly, exactly. And the GMs yes. and everybody saying, no, that won't be a problem. You're like, well, did you ask Bill and DeAndre? And they go, no, they hate each other. But it won't be a problem. Because <laughs> I will be there to yeah. help officiate. That, yeah. that seems more the Bill Belichick style. Like, hey, you know, people have personalities. And he goes, nah, I don't believe that. You know what? <laughs> I don't disagree with that because when, when Bill O'Brien went to, to Nick Saban's staff and we all, you know, kind of read the tea leaves and that wasn't going to work out because the offense just wasn't as potent, I think, as and recruiting Nick suffered. Saban wanted. And recruiting suffered, yeah, because people, they don't want to play in that offense, I don't think. It's hard mm-hmm. to recruit guys to want to play in that offense. Um, I it, Bill O'Brien, no reports were about his attitude 
or about him going off on players, you know what I mean, that kind of thing. It was just about his offense being a little antiquated and not a not aesthetically pleasing enough and not effective enough. So I think the the teapot days of Bill O'Brien hopefully are behind him. And if not, within the construct of the Patriots having the checks and balances and a boss like Belichick, we won't have to worry about it as much. Because it sounds like Hopkins is going to the highest bidder. Of he ain't course going, he Y'all that stuff about him yeah. going a contender, that was all a bunch of bull. That he was the good. initial conversation yeah. just so people could think that that was what his thoughts were. And then he realized, oh, wait a minute. I'm a wide receiver in the NFL. I need to, This might be my last big check. I need to go get some money. So what do I do? I go to the highest bidder, but I'm going to create a bidding war That's the way he's doing. by going somewhere else and looking at, hmm, wait a minute. Bill O'Brien, I know him. We put all that in the past, even though he disrespected me so much to the point that he got rid of me to send me to Arizona and didn't get much for me. Then you also have to look at Bill Belichick and what he was able to do with Randy Moss. Might as well entertain that, but Randy Moss was catching passes from Tom Brady. That's right. <laughs> There's yeah, that was a when big that difference. Was good. That's right. That's when things were headed in a great direction. Can't believe that anymore. So what am I going to do? I'm going to start a bidding war, hopefully, because they may be like, all right, go on over there. Yeah, right now it's We're just still Titans, not giving you that. Titans and the Patriots are yeah. the two teams that he's visited, which are, are not the elite quarterbacks that he was listing in the podcast, and they are not necessarily championship contenders at this present moment. So it leads you to believe, as Harsh just mentioned, creating a bidding war, trying to create a bit of a market, and he's going to the highest bidder, whoever wins the bidding war for uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So... It, no no need to really talk about him going to the Cowboys or to the Kansas City Chiefs or teams like that. No. He's right. I think he's gonna end up going to a team that maybe is a, a you know, a team that can win the division or compete for win the division, but not a championship. He's not gonna no. be that kind of factor. No. Um another receiver, I guess that pulled kind of a diva move and we this is a really confusing situation happening in Buffalo. So Stefan Diggs, who recently agreed to a four year extension, ninety six million uh, paying an average of I think twenty four million over the over the span of his extension, um, he basically uh, didn't participate in their mini camp to start the mini camp. Uh, there was a miscommunication between he and the coach Sean McDermott called Diggs's absence quote very concerning, um, and when his agent uh, uh, was asked about it, Adam uh, it was actually on. Um, it was actually via Adam Schefter, I should say. Ste- Stefan Diggs' agent, Adisa Bakari, said his client is in Buffalo, was in Buffalo, has been in Buffalo since yesterday morning. This was yesterday. Took his physical, met with the head coach and GM the past two days, and the Pro Bowl wide receiver will be there for the entirety of the minicamp. Mm. But he wasn't participating. His agent also told Tom Pelissero there are things being worked out on the w- on the way to being worked out. Huh? I don't know what. <laughs> and huh? then and, and then Stefan Diggs tweeted out. Uh, no, I don't know if it was a tweet. I think it was uh, maybe Instagram. He put out. He put like a very cryptic message out there on Instagram too. Um, of course, because that's what we do nowadays. Yeah, the me- Instagram message uh, read, "I just be letting people cap. If them lies help you sleep better, tell them, big dog." Huh. And the second said, my phone been silent for like six years. I don't play all them sounds in ish. 
So I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Nobody knows. He's getting paid good money, so I, I, don't, I don't think and I don't think it's it money. gets the people going. He's her, yeah, right. <laughs> it's providing. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Like, we don't know what's going on right, right now. Is that is it a hold in? Because there are a lot of holdouts. Maybe it's a hold in. The, I, don't, I know. don't know, man. So just stay heads up. There's some real weird stuff happening in Buffalo, and maybe it's related to his quarterback Josh. We don't know. We have no and, idea. I mean, we do know he was upset last year, though. He was. he was apparent. There was reports of him not being happy last year. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's Josh Allen. If it's, if it's is, that, is it Josh Allen related? Is it all for him coordinator or best, related? Him or they, they say that they're best friends. They're brothers, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. And if you go back and you look at their history, it seemed to be that. But his numbers are telling you that maybe there is some things that are going on. Because don't forget the emergence of Gabe Davis. Played a major part last year. Mm-hmm. Now you just draft Dalton Kincaid. We already know what Dawson Knox was. You, you, you're looking at the squad and saying, what is my identity with it? If you need a big play, you normally go to Stephon Diggs, but he's also in a different area now, and you go look at the the numbers. The numbers say that things are a little bit different now. That's a good point. He's, he's upset with something. Right. There's is something going on there. They're on the way to working it out, as his agent says. Uh, another uh, training camp nugget, Isaiah Simmons apparently let everybody know he's moving with a new defensive-minded like head coach, Jonathan Gannon. He's moving to defensive back. Yep. Playing um, a safety position, I believe, yeah. is going to be more of the stronger suit for him. Yeah, which I think is going to be that's actually a good move for him. Uh, master of, of, what is it called? Uh, jack of all trades, master of none, because he's been playing so many different positions because he's been that hybrid guy. So he's never really focused on one position. Mm-hmm. Even in college, he was playing multiple they positions. Moved him around a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that because he has not had the start to his career that a lot of people expect because I really liked his skill Me set. Too. That dude was a certified yeah, he was, freak. Yes, he and was. positionless. Exactly. But like you said, maybe now to a fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about this? The, the, the Jets signed another Packer. They signed uh, safety Adrian Amos, who signed on a one-year deal. Jeez. Now they have uh, – these are the Packers, <clears throat> former Packers that are now on the Jets. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, uh, Malik Taylor, uh, Billy Turner, Adrian Amos, Nathaniel Hackett, and Tim Boyle. They got a ton. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to make Aaron Rodgers feel comfortable. They have to, Familiarity. right? Familiarity. But the thing about it is he don't play defense. So just focus on the offense. If you're going to bring somebody in there, try to go get your Michael Finley back. See if that can work for nah, you. you know? I mean, they, you know? they, I, I thought they should go after Dalvin Cook. I don't know what the situa- situation is with Dalvin Cook right now. We don't know. Like, we haven't heard. That, that, that buzz that, stopped. Yeah, quickly. Right? Well, because he came out and said, I want a bunch of money and I want to be respected. And I want, and they were like, no, That's you got paid. We won't. don't want to pay. We're not paying any running backs. Go we away. We don't respect running backs. Like, have backs. you not watched <laughs> everything that's happening right now where you – do not get running backs paid. Start the union. That is, uh, start yeah. the union. Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley are the latest. Speaking of, I'm glad you guys led to that. It, it they basically is there's a new term now because you got a lot of guys that are just holding out because it's it's mini camp and nobody really cares about mini camp. You hold out during training camp, that's when it it makes big headlines and everybody cares about it. Yep. Um, but we talked about this yesterday. J, J, Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley. Although not currently holding out, they are talking a lot about it. Mm-hmm. They are talking about you know the possibility they will. Chris Jones uh, is a holdout from mandatory minicamp. 
Um, and it, the Chiefs fans not worried about it, right? Because it's just mini camp. But Chris Jones, a defensive tackle, looks like he may want some cash. Stefan Diggs just talked about that. I don't know what the hell's going on with Stefan Diggs. Uh, defense man Daniel Hunter uh, from Minnesota. Uh, he wants a chunk of cash, so he's looking for a new contract, so he's holding out. Um, hell, Connor Williams from Miami. Yep, he's like been holding out for a while. He's been holding out. I'm like, yep. man, it's holdout season. Everybody's holding out. Everybody's trying to figure out a way to get paid. <laughs> right? uh, defensive tackle Lawrence Guy from New England, he's holding out. Uh, we talked about Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, who are kind of threatening or at least discussing it as a possibility, too. So a lot of – Teams having to deal with the uh, the holdout. I, I, I always like the hold in. Remember that was you a like popular that? thing last year. Yeah. Guys would go to training camp. They wouldn't but practice. Not work. That's not right. work. That's They're right. there. I like the hold yeah. in. I yep. would be a hold in guy. Like I'm going. I'm here. I'll be here. You gonna right. see me? You gonna see? I'm yeah. around. I'm gonna hang out with y'all in the locker exactly. room. But yeah. I'm not gonna practice with the team until I get that. It's cash. Hot. It's hot out here. Man. It's hot. The hold in. That's yeah. something cool. I want to get to that. I do like that one. Right, that was kind of cool. Is cool. Uh, all right, we got some sound real quick, uh, and this is about the Texans' quarterback rotation. Uh, because yesterday, um, I re- I reported, or at least I uh, uh, revealed, or at least I talked about the report, I should say, that uh, C.J. Stroud was taking first team reps, and they were no longer mm-hmm. uh, dealing with the quarterback competition per se. Uh, that he was going to take the majority of the first team reps. Well, that is not the case. A new report. Uh, points out there's a method to the madness with the Texans and their quarterback rotation. Um, here is the report from NFL Network. Texans starting mini camp starting with rookie C.J. Stroud as QB1, head coach D'Amico Ryans, saying that's not a reflection of the depth chart, simply a measure of the calendar, as both he and Davis Mills have been rotating as QB1 throughout the offseason. This week happened to be C.J. Stroud's turn. As for Stroud's development, Ryan's saying he's been pleased with Stroud's growth, that he doesn't make the same mistake twice. Ryan's telling me that he wants to see Stroud let a rip, attack the defense, knowing that not every throw will be perfect, but sometimes as a quarterback, you have to make things happen. Of course, Stroud, along with new head coach D'Amico Ryan's, representing a new era of Texans football, multiple players commending Ryan's for the energy that he gives this organization, the detail-oriented nature of his process with techniques, with schemes in everything they do. As Robert Woods told me, guys are simply excited to come to work. All right, there you go. Uh, New energy, but, yeah, so they're still rotating the quarterbacks, and it does say from multiple reports that the Texans will let the quarterbacks compete. So D'Amico Ryan just going to stick with them competing for the job, let C.J. Stroud go win the job. He should I, be able to win the job. I like the fact of yeah. what he said at the very end, mm. that guys are excited to come to work. That should be great news for Houston Texans fans, regardless of the quarterback situation and what's going on. D'Amico Ryans has gotten it to the people that they want to be there working, and that's a huge step in the right direction because you know as well mm-hmm. as I do, there's times you're, you're sitting there going, I, no, I don't even want to be here. Mm-hmm. But they are making it to where people really want to be there and they're looking to compete. The quarterback situation will work itself out. We're still a ways away. But the excitement that the Texans fans, you should be feeling, is that guys really want to be there. Uh, and hopefully that makes the fans excited yeah. and gets them excited yep. and they want to be there too. Exactly. Uh, that's about changing the culture though. 
Uh, that's a big part that's of what, what it's all about. D'Amico Ryan's is uh, starting with is a brand new culture uh, from the ground up for the Texans. All right, uh, you got a special guest coming on for Harsh Knock Life. What you got? That's for right. People? We got our man Amir Lancaster coming on to talk about the PR sevens rugby that will be happening at Q two Stadium this weekend. But I want to get into some of that reality TV stuff that my man's a part hey. of, man. Because you know my boy Rob Babers mm. was about to be a reality TV star. It's that close. That was so close. I was that close. Dang I was it. that close. Wifey didn't want it. She didn't want it. Yeah. She didn't want the good life. There it is. I could have provided <laughs> you with the good life. We could have been reality TV stars living it up. But yep. no, you want to work nine to five. We want to work harder. You want exactly. Here. <laughs> Working harder, not smarter. All right, we'll come back. We got Horse Dog Life right here on Baldo Live. Wonderful down the horse. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike. You have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of y'all, I'm gonna speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a midweek movie theme edition of Ball Don't Lie and the movie this week was what, Rod B? Because we got to keep our black card. <laughs> Shaft. That's what we get to do. We get to keep our black card because last week he tried to take it from us, but we got it back. So shout out to my man Patrick Davis for always keeping us on the loop. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at HardballHard. You can follow my man Rod Babers at Rod Babers. And for of course, sure. you, can keep the, you can follow the man that keeps us guessing every single day of the week at it's patrick davis we also love it when you're a part of the show so hit us up on the specs mm. text line 512-337-3776 and joining us on the vaqueros cafe and cantina hotline is someone that will be participating this saturday at q2 stadium for the eastern conference kickoff for the pr7s uh rugby tournament he's not only a rugby player but he's also uh what we like to call him, an influencer on ah, social media. He's like a that. reality star, hmm. but most importantly, he represents uh, the Team Texas for the PR7s. It's our man, Amir Lancaster. Amir, what's going on, my man? What's going on, guys? Pleasure to be here. Glad to have you Thanks on. For joining us. We're going to talk a little bit about the rugby because we want you. We want to make sure that everybody goes and checks you out this weekend at Q2 Stadium, June 17th. Uh, but I want to get into this little uh, reality hmm. reality story, uh, story yeah. <laughs> about you, man. You're a TV star. You're on what? What is it called? Martha's Vineyard Summer House at Martha's Vineyard. Wow! And it premiered on uh, on, on TV May seventh. So tell us a little bit about that and what all entails in being a reality TV star. Because my man Rob Babers, my co-host, he was supposed to be the Bachelor. <laughs> he was supposed to be it, but his woman told him he couldn't do it. <laughs> so I want to know how you got a part of that. No, man. Yeah, man. Uh, honestly, it was uh, a little bit of knowing the right people, connecting through social media. One of my boys, Nick Arrington, gave me the opportunity. Uh, and I was just like, hey. You know, there's a group of us that are going out to Martha's Vineyard. I don't know if you've ever been there, uh, but if you haven't, it's a great opportunity for you to come out, experience some black culture, and kind of represent Austin on top of what you already do in real estate and rugby. And so I just hopped on it. And, and, and uh, you know, I know you don't want to give out too many details. You want everybody to watch it. <laughs> but uh, it looked like you was having a little bit of fun out there, my mm -hmm. brother. 
I mean, yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta work hard, play hard, and I definitely know how to play hard. So on the show, you know, like I said, a ton of friends get together, and you kind of see people create relationships. Relationships fall apart, um, and just ultimately a group of friends kind of exploring, you know, black excellence in a place that is rich in black culture. So let me ask you this. I mean, we're going to get into the rugby here in a second. You're also a real estate agent by day, a rugby player at night. You've been on TV. you got all kinds of things going on. So how do you have time to go out there and, and go and play some rugby? You know, I really don't have time, but it's <laughs> one of those things where if you, love it, if you love it enough, you'll make time for it. And so balancing a relationship, balancing rugby, real estate, you know, it's, they're all things I'm passionate about. So – I'm going to find a way to make it work. So tell us about the PR7s. We're talking to Amir Lancaster. He is one of the uh, PR7s players that will be participating this weekend at the Q2 Stadium, June 17th. Make sure you go to PR7s, that's the word, sevens.com and backslash tickets, and you can uh, go out there and check those guys out this weekend. Men and women will be participating there. But let's talk, talk a little bit about the PR7s and what it's all about right here. Uh, today yeah dude so it's honestly a really cool event that's uh in our backyard so rugby is a really big international sport it's on the same level as soccer um it's the football for everyone else except america and so pr7s is trying to cultivate and pave the paved path here in the u.s and we get the opportunity to do it in one of the biggest and growing cities in the country which is austin texas so it's Ultimately, just the world's finest athletes, fastest athletes uh, coming together under one roof and kind of putting their skill sets to the test and seeing who can get together the fastest and create the best team. Yeah, you have a lot going on. You got the festival and, and the games that are happening this weekend, June 17th at Q2 Stadium. Then you go to Minneapolis. Then you also go to uh, San Jose and you go to Pittsburgh to play all throughout the season. So for you guys that are, are, you know, have regular jobs during the day, the training that goes into it, the practice that goes into it, how often are you guys being put together to, to go through, I guess you would call them plays at this time? Yeah, right now uh, this is the longest stint that we'll be together. So we have about five days to get together to go through these plays and build that team chemistry so that way when we get on the field, everything is cohesive. But normally, you know, you only get two or three days to kind of bring these pro-level athletes together and just make it work, which is pretty doable just because everyone plays at such a high skill level. So really the biggest thing you got to do is just get to know the guy to your left and right. So, and you also played the wing, right? Are you the one that gets the, the ball and you're one of the faster guys on the team and you're supposed to get it to the, as we like to call it in America, the end zone? <laughs> correct, correct. So uh, my position is the wing for the Team Texas here. And essentially the objective, what we're trying to do is get me in space, give me enough uh, field in front of me to work and beat a guy one-on-one and just run around him and ultimately get a try, which is you know considered a touchdown in American football. Yeah. We're talking to Amir Lancaster. You can follow him on his social media pages, but most importantly, you can follow him 
while he's playing for the PR7s. The PR7s. Go to prthewordsevens.com, and you can pick up some tickets and be able to go out and check them out as they kick off the Eastern Conference. Uh, I guess you would call it a tor- tournament, right? Is that what it is? Correct. Yeah, it's a tournament. And actually, on my social media this evening for the next, I think it's 24 hours or 32 hours, we'll actually be giving away four free tickets for anyone in Austin that wants to come to the game in Austin. So there's another reason to come check me out. Nice. And we'll be doing the same thing as well. But we'll make sure that we we push it out on your social media also. So tell us a little bit about how all of this comes about. I mean, you're a graduate of Texas State. You grew up in the, what, the Arlington area, if I'm not mistaken, right? And now you're here. You're a real estate right. agent. You've done so many different things. But what makes you decide that, hey, I still want to be involved with rugby, and where did you start to find your love for rugby? You know, it really wasn't even my decision. It was actually a a college coach's. And so I was busy playing sports at Texas State University, and he just saw something in me that he really didn't see in anyone else and was like, if you ever get tired or want to try rugby, let me know. Here's my number. He brought me out to a practice, and – since then, it's just been something I fell in love with. Took a year off to play some volleyball and just focus on work and social life. And he recently reached out to me and was like, hey, I know you haven't touched the ball in a while, but I think you still have the potential. I've been following you on your journey. Um, is it something you'd be interested in? And again, that belief just kind of sparked a, a reignition of passion for the sport, and I'm, I'm here now. Hey, uh, uh, one of our texters, uh, Amir Chan, said that you are the uh, fastest on the team. Are you the fastest guy on the team? You know, we've got a lot of fast guys, and we haven't really <laughs> been able to put everyone's feet to the test, but I'm not going to cap. I believe I'm the fastest as a <laughs> Oh, so do y'all, what What testing do y'all actually do for speed? Do y'all do any, like, I don't know, the 40s and 60s and different sports? Do y'all do an actual speed Shuttle test? Shuttle or anything yeah. like that? <clears throat> You know, we have what's called a Bronco, which will measure your conditioning. It's not so much about speed. Um, it's basically running up and down the pitch as uh, many times as you can in, in um, about five minutes. It's a, a really hard – it's like a pacer test. Okay. But, yeah, if, if we're ever just trying to establish that dominance of speed, we'll just get on the line and say, all right, I'll race you to the half. <laughs> <laughs> like we used to do back in school then. Right, like, I got you. Like I'll race school. you. Exactly. I'll race you. Right, Exactly. It, and it looks like a bunch of twelve-year-olds, but we're all grown men, and we're just like, "No, I'm faster than you. I'm faster than you." <laughs> I like that. We'll talk a little bit about your real estate job. I mean, I know that obviously rugby's fun, and but you have a real job, as we like to say in the world, and you're out there selling. You you've been in the Austin area. I know that you've been in other places, but how long have you been in the real estate realm? Uh, so I've been in the real estate realm for about two years uh, here in Austin, Texas. Originally transitioned from a corporate sales job and just wasn't finding the fulfillment that I thought I would, you know, working for a big corporation. I wanted to have more of an impact in my community. I wanted to be able to give back when I made good money. And so ultimately I decided to pursue real estate because it's something I've been passionate about since I was a kid. And so now I balance reality TV, rugby, and basically anytime I'm not doing those, I'm creating content about real estate. I'm talking real estate. I'm educating people on real estate. It's basically something that I just, you know, let consume my life. 
Yeah, wow. you got a bunch of followers on your TikTok. You got a bunch of followers on your Instagram. So I'm sure that you will be continuing to grow in that real estate the real estate mm. realm in that area right there. And if you're gonna be somewhere trying to do some real estate, Austin, Texas, baby, it's a great is place where for it. it's to be. Hey Amir, I'm gonna watch your show, man, because my right. wife watches a lot of reality TV and I've seen the previews for Summer House. So Bravo, right? It's on Bravo. It's uh, yeah. eight PM. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, every Sunday. All right, bro. Every I got you. Sunday. I got you. To the end of our season. All right. I'm going to be, I'm gonna be uh, hitting you up. I'm hitting yeah. you up. In the, I'm going to slide in your DMs, <laughs> man, when I watch some of these episodes, man. Hey, hey. Easy, easy. Don't come in with anything sus, all right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying I'm going to give you my reviews on the, on the character development and all that okay. kind of stuff. That's what I'm saying. Uh, right. Right, right, right. Okay. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> you wild, boy. I like it. I like it. So let me ask you this. The teams are broken up in, in two divisions. You got the Eastern Conference, Team Texas, New York Locals, um, the Southern Headliners, and the Pittsburgh Steel Toes. I like the Western Conference, the Northern Loonies, <laughs> the SoCal Loggerheads, the Rocky Mountain Experts, and the Golden State Retrievers. Nice. How do y'all come up with these names? You know, honestly, that has to come down to ownership, and I've got to give them all the credit. I think they just kind of got together one day and wanted to get creative and create some teams that not only spoke to, you know, the dynamic and creativeness that it's gone into making PR7, but also the fun. You know, it's not something people are taking horribly seriously, even though it's something uh, that's very serious. You know, you've got a team, Team Texas, we're a team of horses. You've got Golden Retrievers. You've got, like, a lot of things that are just kind of like hee hee ha ha, but at the same time you're like, but what? It, but what? It, what is it about? Right, mm, right. Like that. That's that that that's good right there. <laughs> so let me ask you this: Tell everybody what what rugby is, because everybody looks at it as an American, and you think of football. And we've had other people that have come on and and talked to us. But what does rugby um, look like for those that are ignorant to the sport? Mm. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. It's one of the most common questions I get. Rugby, if you are looking at it, it's the way I explain it is the cross between football and soccer having a baby. It's going to have your excitement and hard hits like football would, but it's also going to have the meticulous back and forth like uh, a soccer uh, match would. So sometimes the ball is progressing up and down the pitch. Uh, that's what we like to call a field as a pitch. And sometimes it's moving side to side, waiting for us to find uh, a hole in the other team's defense to exploit. Got you. And we've had some different people <laughs> like send us text message while we were talking to you. They, there was someone asked, "Have you ever been? Do you ever get into the rucks?" Since the fast guys usually aren't <laughs> about that life. And then, have you had no. any different injuries uh, through your career? Um, no, I do not get in the rucks. If I'm in a ruck, there is something horribly wrong. With <laughs> what has uh, traditionally, they want me to stay as far away from, you know, the big heavy action as possible. Okay. I'm basically like a Ferrari out on the field, and they want to let the semis do what the semis do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, that sounds like it's going to be a um, lot of fun. Yeah, man. And in terms of injuries, you know, I've had small injuries. I accidentally knocked out a tooth, which was my own fault. But other than that, you know, I've been blessed to say that the sport is safe enough to the point where I haven't had anything major. 
So you don't have to wear any of those helmets or, or anything like that because it, it, it doesn't seem like the guys on the outside are the ones that are wearing the helmets. No, man. Honestly, because of the fact that we don't have, you know, protection and pads, we always make contact with the other person, keeping our own bodies in mind. So it's there's nothing reckless about the way that we play. Okay. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, we're we're excited for you. We're we're hoping to get out there. Make sure you tell people number one your social media, and then where they can go and get tickets this weekend. Absolutely. So you can follow me on all socials underscore Amir Lancaster A M I R L A N C A S T E R. That's TikTok and Instagram, and you can go get tickets at PR Sevens um, backslash tickets, or you can visit my Instagram, and I'll have a link there. And I also just got to say shout-out to my boy, Gavin Graham. He's a big fan of y'all. He listens to y'all 24-7, so he asked for me to do that. Shout-out to Gavin. What's up, dog? Appreciate, Appreciate you supporting Spam, us. Baby. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. And make sure you get out to uh, Q2 Stadium this weekend. We've been talking about the festival that of entertainment that will be going on. They got Black Joe Lewis that's going to be performing as well. Mm. So make sure you get out there and support our guy, Amir Lancaster, as he continues to make history, whether it's on reality TV, TikTok, Austin Real Estate, or for the PR7s, Team Texas. Appreciate you, my man. Thanks, Amir. Absolutely, guys. Thanks Appreciate you. Me. Later. Uh, and my wife, she hasn't started watching that show, but we watch enough Bravo shows. Yeah, that you know what's I, going on. I, I've seen the preview several times. We could just potentially add it to the list, and I can tell my I can tell my wife to start watching it. She she keeps reality TV in the on in the background, yeah, and she does like other stuff. Mm-hmm. She claims she's watching it. I mean, she can multitask better than I can, right? And I'll tell her to add it to her list and let me know what she thinks about and about Amir's character. Like if yeah. he's wilding out, I told I'm gonna I, give Amir reviews about Amir. Yes, right. So I'm that's what we're here for. <laughs> that's what we're here for. We got his number now, so we can definitely hit him up and be like, hey. "Say, bro." Say, bro, you wilder. You, you wilder, dog. Hey, I, heard, I see what you did to old girl, man. Why you do old girl like that? Hey, man, you can't be All the right. bachelor. You can't be the bachelor. Uh, no, but that, yeah. that show, I mean, that's one of their, uh, like, one of the big shows they're pushing. Uh, I know. Summer House show, Martha's Vineyard kind of thing. And he's, so, like he said, it's all friends, too. That have gone out there. This is like they all know each other. Yeah, which is weird to me. I wanted to ask him about the background, but I'm, I'm sure he didn't come on to talk about yeah. just the reality TV show. Next <laughs> we'll time get him on next time. Yeah, That's next right. time we bring him on, yeah. I will. I'll have some information to grill him with. That's right. Uh, when it comes to his reality TV uh, stardom, uh, but, so that's good stuff from Amir Lancaster. But make sure y'all go to uh, our pages, our our contest page, and you get a chance to get a family four pack. For the PR7s this weekend, go to our contest page, sign up, and you'll get a chance to win a family four-pack. But uh, also, you can go to PR7s.com backslash tickets to get your tickets for this weekend. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it does sound like it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Black Joe Lewis, too, will be out there performing as well. Um, all right. Sounds like going to be a really good time. Uh, so uh, thanks to Amir Lancaster for joining us, man. He was really good. Yep. Okay, we come back. We'll get into off the record on the other side. couple of off the record topics. Uh, one of them is NBA-related. Uh, so we'll get to that one first, and then we'll uh, see if we got time for the smorgasbord of off the record topics right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. DD 
I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get it. Bring the head comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049. A couple of pieces of, well, one piece of audio and then a couple of uh, little tidbits I want to get to here and off the record. First piece of audio is the finals MVP and NBA champion, Nikola Jokic, right now, best basketball player on the planet. We played a snippet from this yesterday, and then today I, and earlier today I heard the entire audio, or at least more of the audio, and Patrick, you brought up this point yesterday about Nikola Jokic, is you could see him playing till he's close to 40, or you can see him hanging it up early after winning two titles and saying, yeah, I'm done, man. I'm, I'm yeah, tired. That I was, was fun. Go. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I, I agree with you. This audio, I thought about you, and I heard the rest of this audio and thought to myself, uh-oh, this may be just what Patrick was talking about, but not – uh, the old man Jokic that we would see potentially in his 40s. This may be the other part of that theory that he sounds like a guy that once he wins these titles and does his job, he may want to go home and kick it. Here is Nikola Jokic. This was in the post game after winning the title when he's having a back and forth and figuring out what the post championship festivities are going to be for the Denver Nuggets. Ministry. Thursday. 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 No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a, it's a. I mean, this is actually uh, this succeed in our jobs, and we 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 wanted we won the whole thing. It's a it's a it's a amazing feeling. But like I said before, it's not everything in the world, you know. I think, I think still if, okay, I want it, okay, we, not I, we want it, but I think it's not the most important thing in the world still, uh, there is a bunch of things that, uh, that I like, that I like to do, I mean, probably that's, you know, that's a normal thing, you know, nobody likes his, um, his job, or maybe they do, they like, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, it's a good feeling when you know, that you did something that nobody believes and just it was just us, it's just the organization of the Nuggets believe in us. Uh, every player believe in each other and I think that's that's the most important thing. Especially all right, now he's only 28 years old, and you know he's two-time MVP, and now he's got his first Finals MVP, his first championship. But two things he said uh, in that audio: uh, there are other things that are more important that I like to do, other things that I like to do, and nobody likes their job. <laughs> well, if they are, they're lying to you. They don't right. like the job. Uh, what means- I say yesterday, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, don't sit here and say that you agree with everything the boss is saying because you the boss. <laughs> yeah. Well, he and he has a great job, but he's telling you right now to to him it's a job. It's a job. Yeah. And so y'all think like, yes, it's a it's an it's one of the best jobs on the planet, but it's still a job to me. What yeah. did he say at the very end? <laughs> uh, Lisa Lisa asked him the question and he was like the job is finished the job now I can go home it's a job <laughs> exactly. I was tasked with the job I did the job exactly pay me my money let me go home yeah. yeah now the good news is if you're a Nuggets fan is he still has five years left or four years in a in a player option left on his contract yeah mm-hmm. so you're probably getting him through 32 at least so you're probably getting him at least another four to five years 
Uh, after that, <laughs> when it's now that's going to be a ton of money they're going to be offering him. Oh, no tons doubt. and tons of money. Yes, but well, that'll be the question of when they start to go. Hey, man, do you want to resign? Do you want to add some more years? That's going to be when he starts thinking about well, how much money do I have? How much do I need? Mm-hmm. And is it worth it for me to continue? But he may also find more of a love for it yes. in the next couple of years. You may get hungry for that, that thirst for championships. Yeah. Right? yeah, and it may be, you know, now that he's more respected and he goes, oh, the media's attitude around me has changed a lot in the last six, nine months and, you know, the next coming years. Because before I was like, oh, you're MVP, but no one cares. And now it'll be, well, now everybody wants to see you. So those things might change a little bit. And yeah, maybe that's what he doesn't like, though. Maybe the maybe, fact that he becomes too much in life. Yep. Like, I don't really like this. Like, I, I just want to be the best at what I did. I didn't want to be the best at what I did and also be the number one ambassador for the sport and the biggest superstar and in the league. I didn't want all Mike that. Mike Trout. Yeah, I didn't want all that. I yep. just wanted to be good at what and, I do. And, I mean, and you don't forget that at the All-Star game and they were picking teams. He was one of the last ones picked, yes. right? He picked yeah. himself last. He just said, oh, I'm on this team second to last. Yep. He just picked, he was just like, no, me. And you're like, yeah, that is a two time MVP. That is, you're like, nah, we don't want him. And I get it's an all star game, it's a different type of game. But I think there's that part of it too, where he may not have the most friends in the league. Mm. And so he's like, look, all my friends, my brothers, everybody's in Serbia. That's good too. I don't, That's like, I'm not point. hanging out with That's any of these he guys. Don't want to. So it's brutal That's for me point. this whole offseason yeah. or the whole season because basically my brothers and my wife and my family, but I don't like, I don't yeah. speak the language as well. I yeah. don't do. I don't want to be here. That's a great point. Like, yeah, he doesn't really. He has acquaintances and he has coworkers, but doesn't necessarily have friends. Yeah, it's not like LeBron, where <laughs> yeah, LeBron has people all over the league. They're like, I'd do anything for that man. Great point. That's actually yeah. that may be even a more reason to worry. And you know what? You as a Spurs fan, you would think about that because they always have a lot of international players, but they have like an international community almost now. Yeah, where they built it almost in. It's baked into the culture of the Spurs and the and the city. Yeah, and I think and they had a weird thing of where Tim they took the team and they like they would go paintballing and they would play video yeah. games and stuff that Tim liked team to do building stuff that wasn't basketball. Yeah. And build relationships off of that. And Tim would be like, No, no, I'll take all these, these if guys you're in Denver, who don't you're have like, friends. Hey yeah. man, we need to get some horses out here <laughs> and get all these players really into horses. So Jokic you got some people to talk about horses with. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. If you if you like Jamal Murray, like, yeah, the guys on that team. And I don't know, I'm sure they're close, but that's a great point though about his social circle most of it probably not in the NBA all right there you go that's uh, Nikola Jokic we'll get back to some more off the record in the five o'clock we come back the leaks rumors reports conjecture about the 2024 SEC schedule release we'll dive deep into it and also reflect on Texas baseball's uh, loss to Stanford an interesting question for us to ponder about Texas athletics all that and more right here on ball don't lie 104.9 the horn